Good morning. It's a bit of a buildup. I'd really like to meet the um, anyway, uh, good morning. I am, uh, for those who don't know me, uh, my name is Roland Carey. Um, I am married to my beautiful wife, Terry, who uh, actually, her and kids are home right now. They got in late last night from uh, Pensacola, uh, so they, they had to have a little recovery time. But uh, so I have a son, Miles, he's nine years old, and I have a daughter, uh, seven, uh, she's Claire. Um, and I just want to say I'm very grateful to Steve and the leadership group for giving me this opportunity to, to speak. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's an honor. You know, it's an honor to be able to come up and, and share your thoughts and kind of share what, what's going on. Um, it was said if I think of one of my old communion messages and cut it in half, that might just be about right for a sermon time. But uh, Steve quickly chimed in and said a third. So, uh, <laughs> you know, um, you know, a, a theme we've been talking about lately in the church is uh, spiritual formation. Um, and it's awesome. It, it's a broad topic, broad subject, and there's a lot of components to it. Um, our prayer life, meditation, uh, worship. Uh, today, I want to talk about an area that uh, I have to ch- I've had to challenge myself in here recently. And it's a topic that won't set your hair on fire for those who have hair. Um, but it's the topic of study, your own personal Bible study. Um, and I think it's very important. Uh, I recently started rereading this book, uh, titled a celebration of discipline. And you can, your mind can kind of jump right from the, the word celebration and right to the word discipline. And that can, you know, evoke some, some negative, uh, some feelings, but, uh, it's an awesome book celebration of discipline by Richard Foster. And one of the chapters is dedicated to this discipline of inward study. Um, You know, no one wants to talk about studying during the summer. Um, You know, I think in my day, you wanted to avoid summer school. Um, So the title of my message is Summer School is In. (laughs) Summer School is In. Um, I usually like to start with a a definition. Um, So the definition of study is the devotion of time and attention to acquiring knowledge on a subject, especially by means of books, or a detailed investigation and analysis of a subject or situation. Now, for total transparency, studying does not come naturally to me. Studying, you know, academic deep dive into the Bible, it just doesn't come naturally to me like maybe some of the more academically minded here in our ministry. You know, we have a a Dr. Steve Kennard, you know, Dr. Ryan Irby, Dr. Mark Sanders. You know, there's a lot of educators and teachers in our ministry, lawyers. You know, they endeavor to learn good study habits. Prayer, on the other hand, I think, comes a little more naturally to me. You know, I pray every day. I pray several times a day, Uh, short prayers, long prayers. But, you know, it takes a little more effort for me to carve out Bible study time. I don't know if you can relate to that. Um, So, you know, when Jesus was asked the question, you know, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And in Matthew 22, he replied, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul 
and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You know, God created us with a mind to use and exercise just like any other muscle we have in our body. Um, you know, along with contemplation and reflection, the renewing of our minds takes focus. It takes focus study. You know, before I get into some of the components on this uh, discipline of study, I want to remind us of the goal. And it's the same goal we have for any other discipline. And it's to have a deeper, more intimate relationship with God. You know, gaining knowledge for the sake of knowledge is fruitless. But gaining knowledge to know God better and have a deeper understanding of his word, following Jesus and the leadings of the Holy Spirit, you know, this is a wonderful endeavor. Um, so in this book that I referred to, Foster speaks of four main steps to approaching study. Four steps. The first is repetition. Repetition. To read or do something over and over and over again. Tell me if this sounds familiar. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, yeah, yeah, right. We, 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 we know it, right? As children, we learn the English alphabet by sheer repetition. You know, if I was to ask you, what is the 17th letter of the English alphabet? You'd most likely, if you're like me, you got to go A, B, C, D, E, and hopefully you get to the letter Q, you know. What would be really impressive if you can go backwards from 26. But, um, you know, we learned it through repetition. Now, we'll move past repetition into comprehension in a, in a second. But the point here is the more we repeat something, the more it's ingrained in our minds. And in some cases, repetition has been proven to have an effect, an effect on our thoughts, which can have an effect on our actions and our habits. You know, so I'm an accountant by profession. Um, several of you know that. Uh, there are several other accountants here in the ministry. Um, you know, years ago, I, I applied to be a candidate for the, the CPA exam. And again, for those accountants here, you know, it's a hard exam. Uh, it's two and a half days long, or it was back in the format when I took it. Um, and uh, real short, the, the strategy most candidates would take is, you, it was at four parts, you studied hard for two parts. The other two parts, if you failed and didn't fail by less than 50%, you could keep the parts you passed. They only gave this exam two times a year. So your strategy, I mean, of course, if you can pass all four parts, amen, you know, like 1% of the people did that. But if you could do this strategy, concentrate on two parts, pass, don't fail the other two by less than 50%. You get to keep the two, take the other two later. That makes sense? Tony O'Neill's eyes are rolling in the back of his head. All right. <laughs> um, anyway, I was right out of college, um, took a review course, a bit cavalier in my approach to studying. You know, I thought, well, I've, you know, passed hard accounting courses in college. You know, I just need to take the review course at my own pace and, and I'll be fine. 
get to the exam, you know, take it. Felt pretty good about, you know, the exam and it takes a month to get your results back. Wait a month, get the letter, you know, you open it up. You, yeah, you skip over all the wordage and verbiage, you look for the numbers. All right, <laughs> part one, passed. Part two, passed. Part three, failed 60%. Part four, failed 49%. <laughs> you lose it all. You, you, you lose the parts you passed. You start from zero. So, <laughs> yeah. Needless to say, it was a punch in the gut. And then you go through the stages, right? Denial. Like, no, 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 no. This isn't right. They got this wrong. I'm going to call a state board. They need to, re they need to redo this. No. They, they go through a process. They, they go through a regrading process. No need to call the state board. <laughs> then you go through anger. Like, man, that's, you know, one percentage point. That's like one or two questions. One percentage point. You, gone. Forget it. Then comes the embarrassment and shame. You know, <laughs> your friends, hey, how'd you do? <laughs> you get your results back? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, well, you see, I passed two parts, but, you know, the other two, uh, you know, that's when you just, like, you want to move to Alaska and, like, just, you don't want anybody asking you about it. Um, so, fast forward a, a couple, as so I stepped away from it, fast forward a couple of years, I actually got I transferred to New York to move, uh, to live and work, and I ran into an old colleague of mine that I knew back in Nashville, Tennessee, his name is John Bean, some of you may know the Bean family, awesome family. They're uh, down in central Jersey. Uh, but John had recently sat for the exam and he encouraged me to sit again. This is years later. I'm like, ah, I don't know, maybe. And he's, he took the same review course I did. And he said, well, one difference. He's like, I decided to do everything they told me to do. Everything they told me to do without question. And I thought, hmm, he may be on to something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he may be on to something. The teacher, the, the professors, they tell you, I mean, and, and again, for the CPAs who know this, they overload you with homework. I mean, you take hundreds and hundreds of questions as homework. Same questions. I mean, you might see it again and again and again, different formats, different, a little different change here. Teachers encourage you, take it again, do it again, do it again, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. And they said the answers will pop off the exam when you open it up. And it was true. I mean, it was true. The answers popped off the exam. You know, it's important for us to keep, and by the way, I passed the exam. So yeah. <laughs> In the higher percentiles, I will add, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, we, it's important for us to keep reading the Bible. You don't ever want to get to the point where your attitude is, well, I've read this before, or I've read it a hundred times, even if those words don't come out of your mouth, but your attitude is like, I I've read this before. Read it a hundred times, read it a hundred and one, read it a thousand and one. You know, we all go through different stages and chapters in life. A scripture that you're familiar with from years ago can have a much different meaning in a new chapter in your life. You know, I believe the Holy Spirit guides us to examine, re-examine the scriptures to gain a deeper understanding of God's love and direction for our lives. 
The second step that uh, Foster goes into is concentration. So we have repetition, concentration. Concentration centers and focuses our mind on the subject matter. You know, we live in a culture where, you know, things are vying for our attention. You know, we need to, when we have our Bible studies, we should try as much as possible to create an environment that is conducive to learning. Focus and to, to focus and learn something takes concentration. Um, I think one of the reasons that's why study doesn't come naturally to me is because it takes more effort to carve out that time and space in a day. You know, and if you have kids and you work, you know, and you, you add on your social community responsibilities, extended family obligations, you know, it seems almost impossible. The day can get away from you so fast. You know, and I tend to read fast. You know, I, I, you have emails, you have sports, you have news. You know, so I tend to try to read fast and you try to get through it so you can get on to the next thing. And I think it's kind of a, a reflection of your internal state. You know, when, if you're anxious and rushed on the inside, you know, it reflects in how you read and how you comprehend. Um, you know, so I'm not really relaxed or, or concentrating on what's right in front of me. Um, you know, to have scripture memorized and to, you know, we talked about repetition, you know, it's awesome when you can have a scripture ready for a particular situation that comes up in life, right? You know, you get into an argument or you, you, you're angry or you're tempted with something. To have a scripture is awesome to, to refer to. And of course, you know, Jesus modeled this himself when he was tested by Satan in the desert. You know, in Matthew chapter four, when Satan was tempted with something, Jesus's response was, it is written, it is written. For every temptation the devil threw at him, he had a scripture to retort. He knew God's word. Now, of course, you know, Jesus was with God from the beginning. And, but we have to remember, he took on human form. He got hungry, just like us. He could be hurt, just like us. You know, and I believe he had to study the scriptures, just like us. He wasn't like someone, you know, in the Matrix movies where, you know, all of a sudden you need to learn how to fly a, a Huey helicopter and they just download a program and then, boom, you're a helicopter pilot. No, he had to study. If Jesus had to study, what about us? You know, what about us? Third step, comprehension, to understand what you are reading. Repetition, concentration, comprehension. In John 8, 31, 32, to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Of course, we find Jesus' teachings in the Bible. Um, but he says, you know, then you will know the truth, knowledge of the truth. A knowledge of the truth takes the things that we just talked about. Reading a lot. Concentration. Comprehension. And throughout all of this, you sprinkle in prayer, right? You're always asking God for insight and wisdom and understanding, you know, to help, help us understand what we are reading. You know, I became a Christian in college uh, many, many, many years ago. Uh, and up until that point, you know, I hadn't really studied the Bible. Um, you know, in fact, in college, it was a time when I was starting to pray a little bit more. And, you know, for those of us who have been through college and those of you who are in college, 
you know what college can be like, you know, especially if you're away from home. Um, you know, I, like I said, I had started praying a little bit more, but, you know, long story short, you know, God led me to a, a group of people, um, you know, who wanted to study the Bible with me and invited me to a Bible talk. You know, first I was very skeptical. I said, let me take a buddy, a drug buddy along with me. He didn't want to go, but I was like, man, come with me just in case this thing is weird or a cult, you know, or we've got to fight our way out or, you know, <laughs> worse yet, you know, it's like a multi-level marketing campaign. You know, like, you gotta get, get out of that. So um, as it turns out, these guys were genuine and sincere. Um, and we started studying the Bible. Thing, I, you know, studying the Bible was something I had not done prior to that point, at that point. And we studied things like what the Bible says about itself. What does it mean to call yourself a Christian? The cross of Jesus and the events that led up to his crucifixion. The kingdom of God. And what does that mean? Baptism. A big stumbling block for me. But studying it from the Bible, not from what I had heard, not from memory, not from what grandma told me, studying it from the Bible. And more. You know, for the first time, you know, as the Bible was concerned, I was reading, concentrating, and understanding. You know, I don't think it was a coincidence that at that time in my life, I was praying for guidance. And God led me to a group of people that helped me to learn how to study the Bible. Um, his fourth step is called reflection. And I love the way Richard Foster states this. He says, although comprehension defines what we are studying, reflection defines the significance of what we are studying. When we ponder the meaning of what we are studying, we come to hear and see things in a new way. You know, are you taking time to ponder and reflect on the events of our time? You know, you see things from God's perspective, current events, you know, and how does that jive with God's word? Um, you know, and he foster goes on. He says, you know, of course, learning takes humility. You know, I think we're familiar again with the story of Philip and the Ethiopian um, in Acts chapter eight, verse 26. And I'll just read that quickly. Acts eight twenty-six. It says, now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and on his way, he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the Candate, which means queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship and on his way home was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. You know, and the story goes on with Philip teaching him about Jesus, the Ethiopian getting baptized. You know, reading this, I was kind of reminded of what, you know, Steve has been speaking on lately, you know, about uh, hearing God's voice, you know, and that's a, that's a subject that will set your hair on fire, you know, to really think about hearing God's voice, the Holy Spirit guiding you specifically during the day. Um, but like this Ethiopian official, we have to take a humble approach to learning, you know, if um. You know, my, this summer, my wife is awesome. You know, she, she's come up with a schedule for the kids. 
And, um, you know, it involves a little bit of uh, art class in the morning, uh, piano lessons that, you know, my son is taking. Um, you know, kids with nothing to do will drive you absolutely crazy. <laughs> it's, and, you know, you don't see it, but then you become your parents. Now, I'm, sometimes I work from home and I find myself yelling from my office, go outside, you know, you stop kicking the soccer ball in the house. You know, and it's like, do something outside. Um, so, you know, so she, she created a schedule for them. And uh, part of it is um, actually like some classroom learning. And I, I kind of felt bad for them. I'm like, man, I didn't do this as a kid, you know, but <laughs> like, yeah, I do math and all this. <laughs> anyway, so I've been checking their homework. And, you know, so my son is going into fifth grade and he's doing, you know, long division, multiplication in thousand fractions, math. I'm an accountant. I get that. I get math. You know, it's easy to check. It's either right or it's wrong. You know, the other day he asked me, he said, hey, dad, I need help with one of my grammar assignments. He says, it says, find the pronouns in the following 10 sentences and use those pronouns to make new sentences. I'm like, in my mind, I didn't say this out loud. I said, I know what a noun is, but I can't remember <laughs> what a pronoun is. Like, he said, it, got, it has the word pro in front of it. Is it a professional noun? You know, does it get paid? I don't know. So I'm like, ah, I got to look it up, you know. And then you go down the rabbit hole, right? It's, it, the Webster's Dictionary gets it's so involved. It's like, oh, there's different types of pronouns, interrogative, possessive, demonstrative. I'm like, so now, the, you know, the clock is ticking. I'm still on work. And I, now I'm getting stressed. You know, I'm like, ah, this is taking way longer than I wanted it to, you know, to explain a pronoun. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I just, you know, I thought, why didn't you just go ask your mother, you know? Uh, I had to take a breath, be humble, <laughs> figure it out, you know, look, you know, I know how to write and I know what looks right on paper, but I, you know, I, I forgot all these terms, grammatical terms. Take your time, read. <laughs> figure it out. And I had to do it in front of him, you know, me and my son, you know, fifth grade grammar. Um, it's worth it. Take when when you take the time, you don't understand a word in the Bible, stop, you know, look up the definition. You don't understand something. And you know, somebody else has a little more knowledge in it. Ask them, you know, take the time, be humble. Um, so challenge yourself, carve out some time, create a conducive environment where you're not rushed, deepen your Bible study, read other books and discuss it with other people. You know, ask each other, let's ask each other, what are you studying this week? What insights are you praying for? You know, I'm not saying we need to be Bible scholars to have salvation. You know, God's amazing love and grace offers, offers us you know, righteousness by faith through Jesus Christ. But that does require a response from us. What I am saying is, imperfect as we are in this life, we have chosen to follow Christ. You know, it's the best decision we can make. But let's not neglect this discipline of study. You know, again, to repeat, God, we, we are to love God with all of our minds. There's so much more on this subject, and I'm not a, a subject matter expert. But it's summer, and that's enough for today. <laughs> Thank you.